It's time for Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM. Welcome to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. You are listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. And you can also listen on the iHeartRadio app if you download the app. And then you can... Listen anywhere you go. You can also catch some of our uh, other previously recorded interviews and conversations on our SoundCloud if you happen to miss part and or all of one of the ones that we've done before. My guest on the show today is Judith Ganatahawi Schuyler. She is an Indigenous filmmaker from the United Nation of the Thames, which is southwest of London, Ontario, which is very close to where the Forest City Film Festival is taking place. And that's handy because... Judith is the Forest City Film Festival Indigenous Program Curator, and we're going to be talking to her about the film festival today. And that uh, film festival is running from October 19th to the 30th. You can find out more by going to their website at fcff.ca. You can find out all about the films. You can find about uh, purchasing tickets and when films are running. And so it's a pleasure to have Judith with me on the show to talk about the film festival because... This year, 2021, marks the largest year for the Forest City Film Festival. And it also marks another milestone because there are a multitude of Indigenous produced and centric programs to present in competition, special screenings, and as part of the Ontario Screening Creators Conference. So, Judith, welcome. Sigoli David, thank you for having me. Yeah, Sigoli Sego. And uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. So, uh, it's an exciting year for the film festival. Yeah, there's actually a lot of um, First Nations or Indigenous programming outside of the Indigenous program this year, which is really good, which is in, you know, the regular competition. Um, So that's really good that we're expanding, not just within the Indigenous section, but are um, getting included in the festival in all different areas as well. And that's great. Mm. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? So the, what I programmed, um, uh, the feature film is Beans, mm. which was um, written, co-written and directed by Tracy Deer, who is Mohawk from yeah. Ganawage. Mm. And it is about the Oka crisis. Mm-hmm. So it is a really, really great film that everyone should see in its um, production year of 2020. So it was last year, right. um, but it's a re- it's based on true events. It's actually based on uh, Tracy Deer's experience when she was a, a young girl. So that's what makes that perspective really interesting in that film. Right. I remember hearing about this. Uh, it sounds great. Um, so as I said once before, uh, people want to find out more, they can go to the uh, website for the Forest City Film Festival. Go to fcff.ca and I love uh, the program lots of stuff to see throughout there as well yeah and then the the second program that I um, curated is the shorts program and what makes this one really special is I included a variety of genres uh, this year so there's um, there's some documentaries there's comedies there's animation there's experimental so i wanted to kind of give london ontario a wide variety Mm. um to view and also the films um span years from like i think the oldest film is from 2009 Mm -hmm. and right up to 2021 so it's a wide variety of programming in case it's someone's first time, you know, watching mm. Indigenous work. Right. 
um, they'll they'll get a wide variety um, to be able to look at. That's great. Now, I know that uh, there is two other people, at least that I know of from Six Nations, that have, have film mentors uh, entered into this as well. Yes. So we have Zoe Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And she um, has Mohawk Midnight Runners, which is from 2013. And I just love this film because although it is dealing with, you know, a sort of a serious topic um, because, you know, the main character has lost a friend to suicide, but it's actually really funny as well. Um, He turns that into, you know, a sort of comedic, um, into a comedic, you know, sort of film and in, in mm. how he deals with that. Mm. So that's, that's something that's really different. And then we also have Janet Rogers and yeah. Janet Rogers is not only hosting um, the Q and A's for beans and the shorts program, right. but she also has other films in the regular um, programming as well. Yeah, she does. Uh, Ego of a Nation. And um, uh, I'm going to be having her on uh, the show as well after you to talk about uh, her involvement, not only with this uh, film festival, but a number of other things that she has going on. She's very busy right now. Oh, Janet is a jack of all trades. (laughs) That's why when, um, you know, when I knew I wasn't going to be in London or even in the country Mm. uh, during the festival this year, I. Janet was the first person that came to my mind that I was Mm. like, no, Janet is perfect for this Um, because, you know, she's a really, she's a really animated person. She's a character, you Mm -hmm. know, I love Janet. Mm -hmm. And she also does so many things, you know, like she's on radio, she's a a poet, she's, um, you know, a filmmaker. She, she does so many things um, that she's just the perfect person to do that. Right. How much time would a person need uh, to spend at the festival in order to take on all these films? Jeez, I don't know. I mean, like <laughs> what you could do, the, the thing that's good about this festival this year is that it's both online and in person. Oh, yeah. So the first week, everything is in person. Mm. And of course, you need to uh, show your uh, double vaccination card in, yep. in order to get into any venues, I think, in Ontario at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Um so if you miss the in-person screenings or if it's sold out because it is a uh, limited capacity at this right. time, yep. um, then you can always watch it online the following week. So you should be able to see everything that you want to see between the in-person screenings and the online festival as well. Right. So if people are, are watching it virtually, um, are they still purchasing tickets for that? Yes. Okay. Yes. So the, the tickets, um, I don't know if there's a, ticket price difference. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure about that. I have mm-hmm. to check that, but um, yes, you still have to purchase them, but anything that comes with the in-person screening, like the Q and A's, they will still yeah. be recorded and they will still be included with the online um, screenings as well. Great. I was going to ask you that as well, because that would be uh, nice to, to see. Now in the first week when the Q and A's are being held, will they be, will they be streamed live at the time? Or is this something that's just going to add on later on? I don't know if they will be streamed live, but they will definitely be live after the Q&As. Some of the filmmakers will be there at the actual screening and Mm -hmm. some of them will just be on Zoom, but they will be, you know, um, tapped in and will be on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, great. Not only, you know, have you curated some of these uh, and and this Indigenous film portion of of the festival, but you're also a filmmaker yourself. 
Yes, I, I am a filmmaker. My, I'm an emerging filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually, I just actually um, am in partnership with the Bawadan Collective. So I will be shooting a short film here in New Zealand, Aotearoa, very mm-hmm. soon. Mm. Um, and that will be coming out in February. Nice. It's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, and, yep, go ahead. I'm sorry. And I will also be um, coming back to Canada to shoot another short film that I've been funded for already. Mm. Um, and I will be shooting that in hopefully March or April. So that'll be next year. I should have a film in the festival. Mm. <laughs> That's great. Uh, congratulations. Now, uh, is this your first year with the festival or how many years have you been with the festival? This is actually my second year with the festival. So we last year, um, Dorothy had gotten in contact with me, just letting me know that she wanted, you know, to have specifically curated indigenous made works. Mm. And because that went so well last year, we just, carried it on and we'll probably continue to do this um you know Mm. forever at this point (laughs) because it's it's so important um that we keep sharing these works with the forest city film festival and with with london and the surrounding area because it's been something that hasn't been around Mm -hmm. and i know that if when i was younger and living in london if i had had access to these sorts of films and, um, you know, been able to look at the wide variety again, like I'm saying uh, of talent and of possibilities Mm. that maybe I would have started my film career a little bit earlier. Mm. (laughs) And so that is my hope um, with bringing these works to the area is to show, you know, some of the smaller communities that, Um, that this is a possibility. This is, you know, being a filmmaker or being in films, being an actor or working Mm. on, on set is a possibility and should be seriously considered. Right. And not only that, it's also showcasing uh, many of the people from the actual region, right? It's uh, it's great in that respect because it's not only like you just said, uh, you know, giving people ideas about working in the industry. It's also uh, showing people that, hey, you don't have to come from Toronto or a large city be able to start participating in this. Exactly. And it's also um, representation. Mm. The other thing is that, you know, we were misrepresented for many years mm. um, in cinema mm-hmm. and in media. Right. And now that we are here and really showcasing um, our people, it's really important that we are at the table with everybody else so that people see us, they they start to get familiar with us, and we aren't this, you know, this mythical sort of thing that we were before, you know, Mm -hmm. as Indigenous people. Um, And also getting away from the idea that we are these, you know, stoic, emotionless people, Mm. um, because that's obviously just not accurate. And that is also what I feel this program shows is a wide variety of emotions. Right. The other side of this, of course, is that there's some, there's either some live music or there's definitely some music videos that are incorporated. Yeah. I mean, Janet's, I believe that Janet's um, 
other film or two other films are <laughs> include music. Mm. But I don't know if they're music videos per se. They might be. I'm looking through the program. Um, and uh, I, I noted that, that I saw one specific uh, music video uh, that is maybe just getting played, but I think it was entered um, in, in this. Uh, and it's by a Six Nation artist, uh, Solidarity. And uh, are you familiar with that one? I'm not actually. I'll have to look at that. <laughs> yeah, and I know that because I interviewed uh, Josh Miller, who is the the artist behind the song and the and the video itself. So uh, um, it, it's great that he's uh, he's being um, uh, you know at least featured here. Yeah, that's amazing, and I'm just I'm so glad that we're all over this festival. Mm. You know, because we we are in the area, we are there, and it's just about again representation, visibility, so that not only we see ourselves on screen and in music and what have you, but that other people see us as well. Right. Yeah. So here we go on. And if people are looking through the, the uh, program, it's on page 25. So it says music videos. So uh, he, he's under there, but it's under a different name. Uh, Pappy John's blues band. It's under, uh, but I know that Josh is the main uh, singer and songwriter uh, of that, of the, the song. Cause I had him on the show. Was, uh, oh, that is amazing. Yeah. I love Pappy John's band. <laughs> yeah. they actually, um, they actually had band members from my nation as well. Oneida mm. nation. So, yeah, yeah, that's amazing, yeah. and I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, so, uh, Judith, tell me a little bit more about yourself and what you were doing prior to joining the festival. Well, before I started curating for the Forest City Film Festival, I was at the Imaginative Film Festival mm -hmm. um, or Imaginative Film and Media Arts Festival for six years. Mm. So, the knowledge that I have of Indigenous content worldwide is pretty extensive um, as I was on the programming team and, you know, was also the programming coordinator, which basically meant that I was, you know, sometimes the first and only contact for all of the filmmakers, um, radio artists, mm. and um, for a little while, digital media as well. Mm. Um, so, I know a lot of a lot of the filmmakers. I know a lot of their their careers, um, and that makes it really easy for me to be able to program works for a variety of festivals. I'm also working with the Wairoa Film Festival here in New Zealand, and I also programmed a shorts program for them as well. Mm -hmm. um, and because each film festival, they have different requirements, right? Like obviously the forest city, mm -hmm. um, the content or the filmmakers has to be around Southwestern Ontario. Um, Wairoa just wanted um, First Nations and Native American films from Canada and the U.S. Mm -hmm. Because obviously that's the portion that that they're missing over here. Like they have a lot of um, New Zealand and Australian content um, that gets programmed at the festivals here. Mm. So that is something that really come in, comes in handy for me when I'm curating um, for different festivals. So you said uh, here in New Zealand, you're there right now speaking to me from New Zealand? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Overlooked that fact when we started. What time is it? <laughs> it is 7.19 a.m. here. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Well, I just spoke with someone the other day in, in Australia. I didn't realize there was like four different time zones in Australia. I had no idea. Yeah. Australia is actually really huge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're listening to Element FM. This is Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. My guest on the show is Judith Schuyler. We are talking to her about the Forest City Film Festival. She is the Indigenous Program Curator, and the, uh, the film festival runs from October 19th to the 30th. And you can find out more by going to the Forest City Film Festival website. That is fcff.ca. And there you can actually scroll and you can, you can actually click on the program and it will open up for you. And it's great. You, you can flip through it just like a real program. And it's kind of cool. Uh, in there, you're going to see uh, all the things that are available starting, like I said, on Tuesday, October the 19th and uh, running right up until the end. Now, uh, every, as uh, Judith has pointed out, the first week is all going to be live presentations. So there's going to be, uh, of course, COVID protocols in place. Uh, but you can find out about tickets going online by going to their website that I just mentioned. Find out all about uh, any films you might be interested in attending. If you'd like to go and uh, check out London for, uh, for a couple of days or a weekend or whatever it might be. Maybe the whole festival. But uh, remember that there will be protocol uh, guidelines in effect and uh, you'll probably have to show your vaccination status at that point that make sure you're double vaxxed but if you can't get there as Judith also pointed out it's going to be virtual uh, after that you can get to see things online including the Q&A's that are going to take place after some of the uh, film presentations and uh, Judith curated the uh, the indigenous element of this now there are a number of different things throughout the festival you've got narrative features you got narrative shorts uh and uh there's documentary features as well as documentary shorts and so there's a number animated there's some animated film uh shorts in here as well music videos uh it's it's a great festival and there is of course what we're talking about the indigenous films that are in here uh and and part of this festival as well which uh is i understand judith this is uh this is a, an increase in the number of indigenous films this year is it yeah, I believe this is the the most Indigenous programming that the Forest City has had. And that's with, I think, with me bringing on a few people last year, people are now um, recognizing the Forest City as, mm. you know, we need to bring our films here as well. And recognizing that there is a deep need for Indigenous-made films to the area. Mm. Um, you know, they're, they, they're, they need it, you know, it, when, when there's been sort of a gap in a audience or, you know, where, where they could be um, showcasing their films, mm. uh, filmmakers really take advantage of that, you know, mm. because it's, uh, it's super important that we get our work out everywhere. Mm. The other thing is, um, I think that everyone is recognizing the need for indigenous made works, you know, not just um, works told by non-indigenous people, right. but works that are written, directed, produced by native people showcasing the talents of native people is mm. super important. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. There's no question about that. And I was going to ask you this question as well. Um, from the time you, you spent, you said you were six years at the Imaginative Film Festival. And from that time until now, 
what have you seen change in terms of the uh, number of people either involved or coming forward or making films or in the industry? Um, how, how, what have you seen from your own experience? I've seen the talent has expanded mm-hmm. and everybody is taking more risks now and everybody's finding their voice. Mm. You know, filmmakers, you know, no one starts out, you know, with, you know, an Oscar winner. (laughs) Everyone starts out um, finding their voice, finding out what, you know, what works, what doesn't work. And that's, that's, that's what short films do. You know, they get your, they get your feet wet Mm. so that you start to understand what works and what doesn't work Mm. and what sort of storyteller you are. And then once you get past the short films, then that's when you start making feature film works, which is what every filmmaker wants to get to, you know, you want to get to that feature film where your film is going to be playing in the big cinemas. Mm. Right. In there with the big boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess it's like any other industry though, right? Whether you're say uh, a musician or whatever it is, uh, once you, you get to that level where your, your, your films or your CD or whatever it is that's put out there alongside of the other uh, major market uh, industry makers um, who may have uh, bazillions more dollars to put into promotion or whatever it might be. Um, it's, it's a challenge like anything else. Yeah. And the thing that we have working for us right now is that the world and, you know, North America, Canada and the U S is really starved for, First Nations and Native American content right now. So it's, Mm. it's really good. It's really good for us. You know, like we have also reservation dogs, which is on Mm -hmm. um, streaming online right now, Mm -hmm. which is really picking up. Um, And that's really good for us. That's really good for filmmakers. That's really good for representation. And all it does is keep opening those doors for the rest of us that we can make these films. We can make these television programs. We can, um, you know, have these actors out there. And I think we just need to just keep expanding that representation because we deserve a seat at the table as well. And we have enough talent to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as you're in New Zealand, what are you seeing down there? How, how are things in general? And also, um, I'm sure you're you are participating or uh, involved with some of the indigenous people down there. What what is life like down there for you right now? <laughs> well, my partner is Maori. Oh, nice. So, and she is also a filmmaker. Great. So, I I know uh, we actually met at the film festival mm. <laughs> in Canada. Ah. Um, so I. Uh, Actually, the only people that I know here are filmmakers <laughs> or festival <laughs> directors. Um, so, yes, I, I, I am surrounded by um, the Indigenous filmmaking world down here as well, yeah. which is really good for me. Mm. Um, my partner is also, you know, um, sharing with me and developing me with my scripts as well. Mm. Cause I'm also um, developing a feature film script. Mm. So it's, it's really helping me also, you know, I'm with my partner, but sure. also it's really helping me develop as a filmmaker and as a storyteller as well. Right. And also I get to see, you know, a lot of the, the Maori content films while mm. I'm here yeah. because um, the Maori people are 
really at the top of their game when it comes to filmmaking as well. So it's really good to be here at, at this point in 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 the filmmaking history as well. Mm. And in what part of the country are you in? I'm in the North Island mm-hmm. and we are about three hours south of Auckland, which is okay. where there's a big COVID outbreak right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> okay. Well, it sounds great and congratulations to you. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, working remotely uh, certainly it seems to be going OK for you at this point in time, considering you're down there working on this, uh, the festival and uh, and getting things done. Well, I was already working remotely before I left. Mm. And when I was in Toronto uh, at my last year at Imaginative, which was only like eight months ago, right. <laughs> acting like it was a long time ago, Um <laughs> we were all working remotely anyways. Right. So it ha- it hasn't really changed in yeah. the past year and a half now, I think. So yeah. we were working online then we weren't in the office. We did the online festival. Um, and so it's still sort of just continuing. I'm just in a different spot now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what I mean. So it, it's not surprising anymore um, for, for that to have happened and to continue to happen. It's made the world a lot smaller in many ways. Yeah, it has. And I, and I think it's a good thing. Um, you know, we, we all realize at this point that we don't necessarily have to be in the same office to get done what we have to get done. <laughs> or on the same continent, for that matter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, listen to the quality of our, our, of our conversation. It's great. You know, I mean, who would have who would have thought? Right. Yeah. And there's other, um, you know, I was supposed to be speaking to the London Free Press mm. and in a couple of days uh, about the forest city as well. And right. he was like, what the heck are you doing in New Zealand? Like what, <laughs> what, what is going on? <laughs> well, I certainly am envious of you being down there and, uh, but certainly am very honored that you took the time to join us and, and get up early to uh, talk to us about the, the uh, forest city film festival. So, uh, Goa for, for doing so. Yes. And thank you for having me. And I, I will always, um, do my best to promote um, filmmakers, Indigenous filmmakers and Indigenous made films, because uh, that is my passion Mm. to get us out there and to get our representation higher and higher and higher. Um, And that is why I became a filmmaker myself, because, you know, I saw a lack of representation in media. And so Mm. I was like, how are we how can we increase that? Well, someone's got to write the stories. Right. To put our people on the screen. Mm -hmm. So, that's that that's my main my main goal is to just get us out there right great judith thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the show and talk about the forest city film festival which is coming up from october 19th to the 30th you can check it out on their website at fcff.ca there you can find out about tickets you can find out about times you can find out about all the films and all the categories that they have that are going to be running Uh, as mentioned earlier uh, the festival is going to be live for the first week and then everything is going to transfer over to the virtual side of things so if you can't make it there in person you certainly can see it online as well 
So uh, now we'll go to uh, Judith for taking the time to join us on the show and talk to us about this. Judith uh, Schuyler is a, an Indigenous filmmaker from the United Nation of the Thames, and that is southwest of London, although she happens to be in New Zealand right now. And uh, she's also the, uh, the Forest City Film Festival Indigenous Program Curator for the second year in a row. Congratulations to her and all the best in the future. And uh, Judith, once again, uh, be well. And uh, all the best in the future. And we look forward to seeing your films coming out soon. Oh, thank you for having me, David. All right. You take care. Okay. Nagiwa. Okay. Ona. And that is Judith Schuyler. She is with the Forest City Film Festival and Indigenous Program. Don't go away. We're going to be right back with more right here on Moment of Truth right after these messages. Stay tuned. Now back to Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM. Welcome back to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. And it is a pleasure to welcome back to Moment of Truth, Janet Marie Rogers. Now, Janet was on a while back with an artist by the name of Josh Miller. We were talking to him about his video for Solidarity, a video and a song that he came out with, which has done really well. And you know what? It's actually interesting because it's come full circle to this conversation because, in fact, part of what we're going to be talking with Janet Rogers about today is an event that is taking place in London, and it's the Forest City Film Festival. Now, Janet is involved in a number of ways with that. One, she's emceeing a night, I believe, with a number of uh, uh, films and other things that are going on, but she's also uh, submitted something to that as well. But wouldn't you know it, there's uh, Josh Miller's video in there as well for the, uh, for the film festival as well. But a little bit more information about Janet because you may not remember the last time we had her on, so I'll tell you a little bit about her. Janet Rogers, she's a Mohawk Tuscarora writer from the Six Nations of the Grand River Territory. Now, she was born in Vancouver, British Columbia, but she was raised in southern Ontario, and uh, she's traveled throughout Canada and, and the United States from 2017 to 19, working with numerous residencies in Vancouver, British Columbia, Santa Fe, New Mexico, oh, I'm so jealous, and Edmonton, Alberta. And But... Again, she is based out of and back on Six Nations of the Grand River Territory, where she operates her Ogista publishing label. Now, Janet works in page poetry, spoken word performance poetry, video poetry, recorded poetry with music. She's a radio broadcaster, a documentary producer, uh, and media and sound artist. And as I mentioned, if I didn't, she's an MC as well. So it's a pleasure to have Janet on the show. Janet, say go and welcome. Stego, David, thank you again for having me on. This is so exciting that we get to talk about all of these really interesting <laughs> things happening, you know, in Indian country, but, mm. you know, on other people, in other people's houses, like the film festival, I would mm. describe as being someone else's house mm. and they invite us in. And, you know, it's, um, it's wonderful to have, to be able to kind of represent ourselves and what we do in these other arenas as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I did another interview on this uh, with uh, someone else in involved with the the film festival and they were very excited and very happy that you were able to take part that they had reached out to you that you were going to be taking part in the film festival because of 
all the things I just talked about. You have this this a mass of of experience in so many different areas that you can speak on, and you speak so well in in uh, whenever you're talking about something. So, what can you tell us about what you're going to be doing for the film festival? Yeah, they have invited me in as a um, host of one of of the Indigenous um, screening program. So, you know, and, and I said, well, maybe we want to make a name for that program. And they said, well, right now it's just called the Indigenous Screening Program. So, so we'll just go with that. But, um, you know, this is this is um, a program that focuses and celebrates solely on films that are made by Indigenous filmmakers and creators. So uh, that, that in itself is really special. But I do want to say this to the credit of the Forest City Film Festival that not only do they ha- shine a light on this program of of exclusive native filmmakers, but they have native films programmed in each and every one mm-hmm. of the different programs that they're presenting throughout mm-hmm. the festival. And so that in itself, it, it's, it really tells me that, you know, they're not into just being like, you know, offering this tokenistic um, experience and this tokenistic participation mm-hmm. Um, for Indigenous films, but that they see the value in embedding um, the, these Native uh, creative media pieces in all of the programming that they offer so that everyone who attends, no matter you know what your interest is and uh, what pocket of the programming that you find um, uh, interesting, you're, gonna, you're going to experience a Native film, no matter what program you, you participate in. So I just find that was so refreshing, you know, mm. that... Um, that the uh, festival directors and Judith herself, who you said you were speaking to mm-hmm. earlier, um, you know, has has lent a hand in connecting that festival to the native filmmakers in Southern Ontario, because that's the other focus of the festival is that mm. they're um, focused on Southern Ontario filmmakers and people from the region. So yeah. I just I just found that like just so you know so awesome, and and this is done in a time when people are really you know, thinking of ways that they can respond to reconciliation or mm. the 94 calls to action. Well, yep. the Forest Film Festival has been doing that prior to the yep. calls to action. I just find that to be really, really honorable. Yeah, that's great. And thank you for mentioning all of that stuff. And if people are interested, by the way, to find out more about the film festival itself, they can go online to uh, the uh, Forest City Film Festival website. It is fcff.ca. And there you can find out about purchasing tickets. Now, I understand the first week of the performance, which is from October 19th to the 30th, the first week is all in uh, in, it live. It's going to be with audiences in in the theaters, of course, with uh, COVID protocols take in place. But uh, if you miss that, then it goes online. Uh, There's also going to be some Q&As that are going to be taking place uh, for some of these events and uh, as well. So it's going to be pretty cool to have that experience. I also really like the way they have their program uh, laid out on their website, because if you click on it on the program, it it starts, it opens up like a real program. So uh, it's kind of cool in the way it does that. So you can see all the events, all the days, all the times. And as I say, you go there you can you can find out about uh, scheduling uh, tickets if you want to see them uh, either online or in person for that event so uh, uh, Janet um, what night is it that you're going to be there uh, doing what you'll be doing 
Yeah, I'm doing um, a couple of things. And the first one is I'm, I had the you know great honor of introducing the film Beans. Hmm. And uh, that is a film by uh, Ganawage, Mohawk Ganawage uh, filmmaker Tracy Deer. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I love about this film in particular is that it is Tracy Deer's story of when she was uh, a younger person uh, living inside the events that we now know to be the Oka crisis, right. when in fact it wasn't a crisis at all. It was just people standing yeah. up for our, our rights yeah. and our lands. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, Tracy took her own experience and translated it into film. And, you know, I, she, I know Tracy there to be, you know, a very emotional person anyway, but the fact that she went into her own history and, and to uh, re-experience uh, those really traumatic, upsetting, you know, emotionally scarring events yeah. for many people and yeah. to make a film about it, I just think is completely brave. And so, um, and, you know, it's, part of quote unquote Canadian history. And I think yep. it's important that people see this yeah. film to learn what it was like from the inside, from one individual person's lived experience through those events. And so um, I really commend her and I'm really, I'm really glad that this film is getting a screening as part of the Forest City Film Festival. Yep. And I get to introduce it. <laughs> um, my understanding is that um, Tracy Deer is not available for the Q and a, but there mm. is going to be, I believe the producer is going to be there and i think some other people who have involvement with the film mm. will be on hand mm. virtually mm. uh for q a and right. and i'll be there in the theater where it's screening live yeah. um in person yeah. and uh, that in itself is going to be kind of a refreshing experience to you know kind of be in a be in a theater again to yeah. screen a film yeah. i haven't done that in, you know as long as everybody else has so yeah <laughs> so that'll be fun that's great. Very exciting. And, you know, I'm wondering if, if it's also good timing because of what you were just mentioning about this day and age where now there's more awareness, truth and reconciliation is happening. And, um, and I'm wondering if this will be viewed with a, a different lens by, you know, hopefully the non-Indigenous community that, that is going to sit down and watch this and hope, hopefully a lot of people do. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, I mean, there's the, uh, maybe some of some of what's happening now in terms of like our creative communities and mm. our political communities and literary communities uh, is a, a is a result of you know kind of people being on board anyway. Mm. Like uh, mm-hmm. you know we may run the risk of preaching to the choir, so yeah. to speak. But um, uh, there is, I, I think that all of that buzz around what's happening in indigenous arts um, and politics and uh, social events. Um, may just bring the curious out to right. to see sure. what what all the buzz is about, you know, yeah. and 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 in that way, you know, you cannot help but become more informed, and that information hopefully will result in people feeling inspired, yeah. uh, to speak out more, stand up more, yeah. um, at least you know make uh, better connections with indigenous communities. And- individuals so yeah. we'll see but it yeah. is definitely a movement you cannot yeah. deny that that's true you know as you were talking there about this and the oka uh, i know uh one corn miller is also someone else that was there at the time and, and i believe she was stabbed and uh, had a punctured yeah. lung if i'm not mistaken yeah inches yeah. away from her heart so yeah. i mean this is the kind of violence that Indigenous people have been enduring mm-hmm. um, and subject to just for simply standing up to protect our lands. Mm-hmm. And I had said this um, 
at another event, you know, with people, uh, the general population is, you know, kind of seeing all of these protests and uprising and kind of feeling um, like they're nuisance or, you know, disruptive. Mm. And um, why, why do people have to keep protesting and rallying? Well, <laughs> it's not out of hate. Right. It's out of love. We're doing this out of love for the things that we want to protect. And I think that that in itself mm. is a bit of like mm. human nature. We we do what we can to protect the things that we love. And mm. so all of this, um, you know, things that can be kind of viewed as being radical are really based in love. And mm. I hope that people kind of understand that. And also necessity. Um, you know, you yes, talked about yes. land. Um, and of course, there is another film, I believe, that's in the festival having to do with land back. Um, I, I have to look at the list. I have to look at the <laughs> list for that. But again, this is these are um, great documentaries yeah. uh, by Indigenous filmmakers. There's um, some experimental, some Native films are in the experimental category. Yep. Um, two films, actually, one by Shelley Nero yes. uh, having to do with E. Pauline Johnson. Right. And so that's, again, it's historical, but she's done it in a way that um, makes it land in the, in the experimental uh, area and just new names, new filmmakers that are coming mm. into uh, their own as, mm. you know, as creators. And um, I think that that's also part of the value of the Indigenous programming, but all of the programming that includes Indigenous films is mm. that you get to learn who is out there. Mm the new names that are out there. I mean, we can say Alanis Obamsuin's name all day long and people seem to know <laughs> coast to coast to coast, you yeah. know, um, but uh, how many people will know, you know, Terry Jones, mm. uh, who's a Haudenosaunee mm. um, filmmaker and, you know, has been working in, in films for a long, long time. Mm. And how about the Bawadin collective, you know, mm. how many people know about them and their story is really, really interesting. So, and they're local to Hamilton. Mm. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good, really good names and good films and quality films. And and I was saying to um, Dorothy Downs, who is the director of the festival, I said, you know, we're spoiled for choice now. We we have like a huge library of um, films to choose from yeah. now. It's not that, you know, you're programming Indigenous films in um, just for the sake of the fact that they're Indigenous films where you have the ability to program in quality Indigenous films. And mm. um, this is really, really exciting. Yeah. Well, not to take anything away from Melanie and all the great work that she has done. I think she just had a birthday, didn't she? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. She's going to live on forever. <laughs> I heard uh, William Shatner's 90. He just made it to outer space Yeah, that's right. Today. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> At 90 years old? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Goes to show you there's still hope for us. There's still hope for us. Exactly. <laughs> so listen, that's a couple of things that you're involved in, but tell us more about the other, because you have a, uh, a poem, uh, Ego of a Nation, which has now been created into a short film that is going to be featured as well, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I work as a writer. That's my kind mm -hmm. of first and foremost kind of creative label, if you will. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been making my poems into video poems Um and so there's two of them that are programmed into the Forest uh, City Film Festival. And I'll be there for those screenings and for the Q&A mm. um, that follows. But you know what? Is it okay if I circle back to the Solidarity video? Yeah. Um, by Josh Miller. So uh, Josh Miller, Six Nations Blues guy. Mm -hmm. And he now is a new voice on our um, Res radio station. Yeah. Is that he got the job. That's He's right. our morning radio <laughs> host now. Um, created this amazing song, Solidarity. 
uh, Shane Paulus, again, Six Nations filmmaker, yeah. came along and said, hey, buddy, I love your career. Let me help you make this video. And he did. And um, I helped produce that video. Yeah. And um, the video is now being screened again at the Four City Film Festival and, as part of the music video program on Saturday evening. That's on the 22nd, mm. if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and um, of this month. And uh, and then it's got a nomination for Best Music Video with the Indi- um, Native American Film Festival, <laughs> Indian right. uh, American Indian Film Festival yeah. out of San Francisco. Right. So it's, it's grown some legs, yeah. that film. And I'm really proud of, you know, where it's gone and what it's done. And yeah. it is. It's really great. We're proud of that work. So, yeah, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, what I do is, a, again, as a poet is bring bring my work, my literary work into the media realm. And again, this has just proven to be very successful. Um, it's going places and uh, yeah, it's, it's wonderful that it's, that it, that these poems are receiving another life mm. as, as films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. This is Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses, and my guest is Janet Marie Rogers, and we're talking to her about a couple of things that she's involved with. This one that's going on from October 19th to the 30th, and that is the Forest City Film Festival taking place in London, Ontario. Uh, she's going to be uh, hosting and emceeing a couple of events. She also has a couple of uh, uh, presentations in the uh, film festival itself. We've just been talking about yet another one, which was a Josh Miller's uh, video, music video for Solidarity, which uh, Janet was just going on about, and happily so. That's great that these things are happening for Josh and the video. Uh, but it's not the only thing that Janet has going on. Now, Janet, as I said, she's busy in a number of fronts. Now, uh, just the publishing is one of those. And I believe, uh, Janet, that you just uh, were involved with helping uh, publish uh, a, a, a new work uh, from uh, just the publishing. And it is called a Memory Keeper. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the first release, mm. um, book release uh, uh, from the label. Other than myself, I yes. published my own um, book uh, a year previous at, called Ego of a Nation, which mm-hmm. again, again, we, so we made the short film about it. But um, the uh, Memory Keeper is by a brand new author, someone who didn't really think that they would become an author, but they <laughs> found themselves writing uh, these personal stories. Mm. And uh, over time had realized that they have an accumulation of these stories and they just approached me um, to get some feedback, you know, uh, <laughs> are these, if, are these stories good? What do you think of the writing? Blah, blah, blah. Mm. And when I read the stories, I was completely smitten mm. uh, with, with the content. And then I was charmed by the way that the stories were written. They were relayed mm. on the page. And the fact that, you know, this is, um, uh, the author is Don Cheryl Hill. She's yeah. a Six Nations member, and she is talking about you know her lived experience as a um, daughter of a residential school survivor, and she grew up with her mother, who you know had all of that trauma running through her yeah. all of her life, all of Don's life until her mother passed, and you know she could never talk to her mother about it because her mother would shut down. She would disassociate mm. uh, whenever Don tried to um, have a conversation with her about that time. And so, Don being a um, 
psychologist and a social worker uh, approaches that her store, her personal story from that view, from that lens, mm. trying to be analytical about right. why, she, why her mother couldn't talk to her about that time. Right. And um, so that in itself is really, really interesting. There's lots of really good information there for people to learn mm. what it is to be, you know, a, a multi-generational survivor yeah. uh, of residential school. And as well, you know, Don grew up spanning the New York and um, Ontario border and uh, um, the stories of, of, of growing up in the 60s and 70s in a time when it was very different than it is today. You know, like like going out to play was just like finding a branch to swing on <laughs> and, you know, just going to like having fun with your friends was going to collect hickory nuts and things like that. And, mm. and, and just like there's chapters in there about like all of the crazy res nicknames, which I, I just <laughs> love that story so much. Um, so it's not all dark and doom. But yeah, there it's. Like there is a good, like I said, there's really good information in there about uh, someone who knows exactly what it is like to uh, grow up with. Well, both of her parents were residential school survivors, but she Mm. was focused more on her mother Mm. in in these stories. And and so and then because of her social work background, she's developed these work pages, which we've included in the back Mm. of the book. And there's about six work pages that if you do find yourself being triggered or affected in any way, by the stories, then there's some some work you can do at the back of the book that can help you to navigate through that those emotions or through you know that kind of trigger. So um, we felt that that was really important to include, and hopefully that's what makes this book stand out in the crowd because now we have a lot of like you know residential school uh, survivor stories out there which is great, mm. um, you know, and uh, here's another one from uh, the next generation down mm. uh, from that. And right. again, it's just, it's just such honest writing. And that's what really attracted me to Dawn and her collection of stories and made me want to take it on as the first book out of Ojisto. And it's doing quite well. It's being well received. That's great. It's good to hear. Congratulations to you and her. And also, if people are interested in finding out more, because maybe uh, we have triggered some inf- some interest in this, people can go to Ojista Publishing. That is O-J-I-S-T-O-H publishing.com. And uh, there you can click on and find out more about this. And also the other books that uh, Janet has been talking about, her own books and things that are that are in there. And find out more about Janet as well. So uh, that's great, Janet. Congratulations on that front. Now, I also yeah. understand, though, that isn't all you've got going on. Uh, you're also involved with uh, something else. You, you're, you're working on a, a film or you're you're starting you were starting to look for some actors yes we're we're uh, producing a web series so um this is a, a web series about a res radio station david <laughs> um, so you know and there as, as i'm sure you could tell there's going to be lots of funny stories oh yeah uh, that come out of that uh web series but this was an idea that i had um kind of based off of a six part radio documentary that I produced about contemporary native radio and just all of the quirky, unique, wonderful ways that native radio operates and Mm. how it serves its community, what it means to um, our communities. I mean, you know, there's lots of commercial radio out there, but there's really nothing like res radio. There's so many unique um, elements to it. And so I kind of wanted to turn that into a comedy series and uh, I've been doing the writing. 
uh, we've got 10 episodes in the bag right now. And right. I, I had some, I uh, was doing some punch up writing uh, with a couple of uh, women, female comedy writers, native comedy writers right. out of Toronto. And they're part of a, a comedy, a female native comedy troupe called Manifest Destiny's Child. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, and so we had lots of fun going through each of the episodes and kind of punching up the comedy, the funny bits in there. And uh, now we have 10 episodes and we're going to start um, producing, doing our uh, principal photography uh, in November. So mm. less than a month away. And we we just did a weekend of, uh, of auditions and casting. Mm. And we've got a really great cast coming right. in from all parts of different, uh, different parts of Ontario. Right. And uh, it's going to be shot right locally at CKRZ at the Res <laughs> Radio Station here. So we're going to be right inside that studio, right inside the station shooting. Oh, that's great. That's that sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. and and what do you intend to do with it? Well, you know, it's going to become a calling card. So we're going to have to, you know, it will live on as a mm. digital uh, thing, a digital yeah. web series right. uh, to start with. And uh, then, you know, it, it will become a calling card that we can bring to producers and broadcasters yeah. and say, does this look like something you would like to develop further mm. and um, hopefully there'll be a lot of takers because I think it's really, you know, it's, it's a unique story. Mm. Um, and I, I think it's funny. Hopefully everyone <laughs> thinks this thing is funny. Um, and the people that we've got, you know, in the roles, they're really going to sell the funny in there as well. Mm. And again, it's, it's about having fun. It's about um, cr- creating something that goes out into the world that really represents us. And, you know, and, and doing that on our own terms as well. And so you'll, you'll see all of that. And, and maybe, and this idea happened a few years ago before um, uh, Rutherford Falls came out and before yeah. Reservation Dogs came right. out. Um, so maybe there's a trend happening and something, you know, that we're all catching in the collective consciousness, so to speak, um, <laughs> that we're grabbing onto and going, hey, maybe it's time for some really great culturally based comedy now. Mm. And and I certainly caught caught that caught that vibe. And as it, the, like I said, the writing just was really flowing. And so, yeah, there's something about it. I think we're it's time. Uh, anything else on the uh, on the front that you want to talk about? <laughs> Hopefully, some rest. <laughs> Come on, um, no, never. No, a, yeah, I know. Like, what are you talking about? Um, you know, like keeps it. You know, you're riding a wave, and you know all these other things kind of come in on the wave. You just have to kind of keep riding it. But um, I'm looking forward to um, being part of a native uh, literary festival in Quebec City mm. in November. And uh, they're they're really being careful and cautious about rolling this thing out because they do. It's a, it's the festival's tenth anniversary, mm. and it's a French name. And I'm sorry, I can't say what is the French name of mm. this festival, but um, uh, it's um, in Quebec City, and um, they're because of the ten year anniversary. They want to invite the presenters and invite the audience, like for book signings and readings mm. and what have you. But they're being really, really careful about that. So I just, I just booked my train today to cool. go out there, and um, if nothing else, I'll get a really lovely train trip out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it'll be, but it'll be great, you know, yeah. to talk about native, native books. Yeah. Out yeah, there yeah, in yeah. So we look forward to that. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Your connection to the West Coast, um, and how how long you spent some time out there? How long have you been back on the res on Six Nations now? 
I was living as a guest on Coast Salish territory for 25 years, David. So yeah, you could say I was out there for a bit <laughs> and, and I've been home uh, since the summer of 2019. Mm. And I know that some of our land back people yeah. have just made their way over to the West coast to support the Wet'suwet'en mm. um, uh land retention right. uh, of their land against the pipelines yeah. out there. So I really, you know, my heart, of course, a piece of my heart is always oh, yeah. west. Um, but I am so, so happy to be home. Like yes. really uh, there was good timing and um, all of, like, I, 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 I've never been this busy in my life or really haven't. And, yeah. and I think that moving home has something to do with that. Like <laughs> divine timing it's yeah. the ancestors welcoming me back yeah and, you know for all of those things i'm very 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 grateful right and that's why i was going to ask you about that because uh, i and i'm glad you brought that up because that's what it seems like it seems like since you got back it has been doing nothing but picking up steam for you yeah. so congratulations yeah. on all that front and i'm just going to let people know once again that if you're interested in the forest city film festival and going down to see janet uh that's going to be saturday october 23rd now it's starting at 6 a.m in the wolf Performance Hall, but you can find out more about that. And as I mentioned, she's going to be the host introducing a number of films throughout the day um, that are going to be happening. And as she mentioned, uh, there's a number of uh, Six Nations artists that are in that category and in that presentation. And so it would be, uh, be, be great to be able to catch that if you can. And if I, like I said, if you can't, you can also catch it online because it will be virtual at uh, the following week. So Janet, uh, for taking the time to join us on the show and, and share with us about all this stuff and congratulations to you and all the best in the future. And I look forward to having you back on the show again. Oh, that'd be so fun. Thank you, David, for all that you do. And thank you for making space for every, every time for, you know, to, so I can talk about all of these exciting things. <laughs> you bet. All right. You take care. Okay. You too. All right. Ona. And that is Janet Marie Rogers. And as I said, she is the host for one of the events coming up with the Forest City Film Festival. And she is also a Mohawk from and Tuscarora writer from the Six Nations of the Grand River Territory. It's been a pleasure to have her on the show. And that is our show for today here on Moment of Truth. We'll see you again next time. This has been Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM.